This is a Rooster Teeth production. And welcome to another episode of Annual Pass. This is the podcast where we talk about all things theme park, shows, rides, attractions, snacks, foods, you name it. If it's in a theme park, we'll talk about it here on Annual Pass. My name is Jack Patillo. I am your host. And of course, joining me as always is my beautiful and talented co-host, Mr. Jeff Ramsey. Hi, Jeffrey. Hi, Jackery. How are we doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. We're in a new space uh, which is going to be interesting. So we're, if you're watching this on YouTube or on the on the website, we are currently uh, in filming in a new space. So YouTube.com slash annual pass. Not a permanent new space. No, Another no. temporary new space. Yeah, we're all about temporary spaces here at Rooster Teeth. It doesn't seem like we're ever going to have permanent homes. You ever. know, wh- one of our uh, one of our other brands in our in our in our uh, umbrella family mm-hmm. is uh, uh, Funhouse. Uh, California yeah, yeah, group yeah. of gamers in LA. And for the first, I would say, like year or two of their inception, we made them move buildings like every three months. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm living it. And it's not funny. It's not fun. It's not yeah. fun. But hey, at least we have a we have a new space closer to our permanent space, hopefully. hopefully. We, we actually have some art up. So if you've if you've tuned in <laughs> to the episode where uh, we uh, I, we had a beautiful fan, Nico. Uh, give us a piece of art in Florida when we went out there for our community uh, events. And uh, we've got it up now, so you can see it on our, our video channel, youtube.com slash annual pass, and uh, go check it out over there. So anyway, this is an audio podcast, though. Don't worry, you're not missing anything if you're not watching the video version, but uh, just letting you know it is available just for our, those of you who might like uh, YouTube and whatnot. Is if you wanted to see a couple of haggard old dudes. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm feeling good, man. I'm, I've been I've been running. I'm uh, so if you're listening to this live, this episode's coming out January sixth, okay, of uh, twenty twenty two, which is uh, we're in the future. We are in the future. That means in three days, I am running my marathon. So I hope you're carbo loading or potassiuming. Are you eating a lot of bananas? Uh, is will, that what you're doing? Well, I'll be in Florida at this yeah. point. I'm actually I'm landing in Florida on the sixth. You taking so, a direct flight? Uh, yeah, you of course. Get, you upgrade to first class? Uh, maybe. I mean, you I rest I those a, legs. You don't want to get deep vein thrombosis I, right before. I put a request in. Well, I'm getting it on the sixth, so I can okay. spend like the seventh. Kind of like I'm going to do my last sort of training run on the seventh. Relax on the eighth, and then the ninth is the run. That's great. I, I actually have a question about that. Yes, sir. I was thinking about you the other day. So you're going to. Well, I, I guess at this point, you've already had your Christmas at Disney. Yes. You did your big family Christmas. Mm-hmm. So you got, uh, and it had been a couple of weeks since you'd been. So uh, you got to your fill. Yes. So now you go back. Today is January 6th. It you're is. on your way to Florida. Flying you to Florida. run the first thing at bright and early before the sun comes up on the 9th. Yes. I mean, the, so, the, 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 the event starts at 5 a.m. So what are you doing the 7th and the 8th? Are you riding rides? Are you enjoying <laughs> the theme parks at all? Are you, yeah, um, are you like laser focused, like prepping your bathtub full of ice for when it's <laughs> when it's time and all that? Well, so, okay. So we land on the 6th and then on the 7th, I'm going to do my last sort of normal run. So th- what you're supposed to do when you do a big long run is you taper. So you actually kind of calm down. You slow down. You don't yeah. keep pushing yourself. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing one last, like a 5K or something. Where something Simple, uh, somewhere in Florida. I don't know, like probably around like, like a gym or something. Like a, uh, I mean, I, I like running outdoors, so like probably it's around the the area I'll be staying at. And okay. So uh, okay. you know, just kind of run on the sidewalks and so stuff. You're just gonna run five five k of I five k maybe five miles, something like that. Honestly, yeah. You're and then, run by Ripley's and, and then you're uh, run by Vito's Chop House. Yeah, just t- yeah. take my time, but don't overexert or anything. You, the last thing you want to do is like hurt yourself like right before a big race. So I'm like, I'm not gonna go too bad, but just enough to kind of get my muscles. Like, all right, uh-huh. and then and then uh, on the 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 eighth. I'll be just taking it easy, probably go to a theme park, relax, but I've got to go to sleep early, as, as early as I can. So, you know, take some CBD gummies, try to pass out as quick as I can, so, and then wake up probably around 2.30 and then leave my hotel around 3 a.m. to go to Epcot, where the actual starting line is. Do you shower before you run um, on the 9th? Probably not, honestly, because, yeah. I mean, like everyone's going to be running. I mean, like, the only people going to smell me are the other runners, and it's like, whatever. I, I mean, no, I, I get it's not, not like I'm going to reek or anything like that. No, not, not at all. I'm, I'm just curious about habits. I, like, I have a, I think it's a holdover from the military, but I have a, uh, I am unable to leave the house unshowered. Really? I couldn't do it. I hmm. physically couldn't do it. It's annoying, and yeah. I don't like it, but, uh, <laughs> like, I wish I was free, because it makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I get up and go for a bike ride at five in the morning, which before my hip I used to do, uh, I would still have to make myself take a shower, then go for the bike ride, then come home and take another shower. Oh, see, that's weird. It is. Yeah. No, I understand it's weird. Like, that's, like when I go running, it's like, okay, let's go running, then come back, and then what, shower afterwards. What you're describing makes complete and okay. total sense to me. It doesn't make, I don't make sense to me. So on the, what is, what do you, what, 
it what's it dietarily like? Are you I mean, I, I'm so I'm like probably going to do some sort of Italian, some sort of like pasta or something the night before because okay. you you want to get carbohydrates because that's basically, yeah. basically sugars, like complex mm-hmm. sugars or what keep, you know, they feed your muscles. And then I actually have uh, like energy gummies that I take while I'm running. So like that's take like, those, not the CBD gummies. Don't no. mix those up. Do <laughs> not, not while I'm running. Up. Yeah. And so I've got what's called a flip belt, which is basically kind of like it's a belt that you wear around and it's got like a little pouches and stuff to put stuff in. So like, like my Batman's phone. utility belt. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I'll shove a couple like bags of those things in there. They come in like tubes of like eight and you eat four at a time. So uh, so I have a bunch of those with me because the, the whole thing is you want to stay ahead of being hungry mm-hmm. because if you find yourself hungry, you're already too late. Like you've got it. you got to eat right. in preparation. So like I'm going to be basically like shoving those things in my mouth every 45 minutes to keep myself full of something so I don't get hungry because a lot I mean that's once you hit that once you hit that hunger then your stomach's like well you're not catching up so we, we had a similar thing when I was uh, in the military and I spent a off and on about a year in yeah. the Middle East and it would get to like 140 150 degrees sometimes in the day. this is just ludicrous right and uh, it would be the thing where like if you recognize that you were thirsty it was too late yeah. you were already headed towards a heat exhaustion or a heat stroke yeah. like you have to just you constantly drink water whether you want it or not because yeah. the second you you key into the the fact that you need it it's you're way yeah, past oh <laughs> yeah do anything about it but uh, but yeah I'm excited for it it's, it should be a lot of fun I mean it's I'm gonna take it easy I'm not I'm not expecting to crush any records or anything I just want to you know, finish the race. And so you want to participate and yeah. it's, what an accomplishment. It'll be pretty cool. I actually, uh, yeah, I turn, I turn 40 on January 3rd and then I'm running a marathon on January 9th. So a week later I'm running a marathon. Also a uh, happy birthday. You just turned 30, 43 Four. days ago. How's it feel? Oh, old. My hips are going. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, so, but the eighth, you will just be like tooling around. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably Disney, easy. not Universal. I think you yeah. avoiding Universal this trip. Uh, I mean, I'll, focus on... well, actually, for what it's worth, uh, so the, the race is on the ninth, and on the tenth is actually Shrek 4D's last day of operation. So uh, I'm gonna get back to the hotel on the ninth and just try to cool off my legs. You know, like lay in the tub and stuff, hit the pool. And then on the 10th, you know, you're also the thing is, too, once you do something like that, you're not supposed to stop moving because if you okay. stop moving, your legs will just lock up and then you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. So it's like you still need to kind of walk around. So I'll probably still take an easy day. We might go to a park or something, but n- nothing, you know, extravagant or whatever. And then on the 10th, go to Universal to ride Shrek 40 one last time and then, uh, you know, say goodbye to that. So when you're running and you have your jellies on and your utility belt uh-huh. uh, uh, next to your battering, uh is that it? Is that all you'll consume? Are, are there water stations? No, no they like, have water stations like every month. I always feel like I see yeah. people holding out cups yeah. of water and stuff. And they're like, they're really good about roofies. that. So the, the Disney Marathon is actually neat because they have so they have your normal water stations, which every race has. Yeah. Uh, they actually have snacks too. So they actually have like protein snacks and things along mm-hmm. the race too. At like every other or every third stop, they have that kind of stuff. But in this one, they actually have entertainment as well. So they'll have like character photo ops. So like you can be running and it's like, oh, hey, look, it's Jafar. And you can go like, like take a photo with Jafar and like I've seen I've watched because I'm a nerd I've watched videos of like previous uh, races and stuff mm-hmm. like people running them and one of the things I saw that I was really excited for is as people went to Animal Kingdom they had animals you can go take photos with so it's like oh here's a llama and you can go take a photo with a llama outside of Animal Kingdom and then keep running and someone's like holding a sloth and you can like take a photo next to a sloth and then that's kind of cool so what uh are you gonna have headphones in will you be yeah, listening absolutely. to absolutely all have headphones I need music when I run now are you going to use wired or wireless headphones? Uh, wireless, wireless. Wireless. Do you well, have, you have the, wireless it, headphones that'll last six, seven hours? Yeah, that, okay. I have tested them. Uh, it's, it's the ones that have like their two earbuds, but they have the cable between them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are the ones I use. And it's, I'm sort of like, now that I've found my sort of routine, I'm not altering it. I'm trying to stick to as kind of as close to what I know as possible. You don't want to start messing with stuff. Of now. course. And now what, uh, now uh, describe for me the drip. What are you wearing? <laughs> uh, actually, a friend of mine, she works for a company that owns Aloe Yoga. So I actually have like a lot of aloe yoga stuff, which is really kind of higher end workout gear. So I actually have like a compression shirt, which is nice. A lot of people like worry because you can get, you know, chafing because your shirt rubs around and stuff. Mm. Don't have to worry about that. I've got some uh, really nice shorts that have like compression shorts underneath them as well. Um, I've got some actually me undie socks that like run out like working out socks that are really nice. Uh, I've got some New Balance shoes, some running shoes. That oh, did really, you show me the picture? Yeah, of them? they're yeah. really, really fancy. Yeah, carbon fiber shoes. Or yeah, something? they have yeah. a they have a strip of carbon fiber on them to keep them locked, and they're super light. It's it's yeah. wild. And then I have a headband. I always wear a headband every time I run. Do you I, run with I, glasses on? I do. I run, do. run with sunglasses. I'll, I'll, it's gonna be interesting because we're starting so early. Typically, I run with sunglasses, but because we start at five a.m., but I'm gonna be running from five a.m. till probably eleven. You know, and so it's like it will get brighter as we go. So not sure how I'll deal with that. I might just. 
throw my sunglasses on my back or something. I'm not sure. And then, because you said you have to keep moving, mm-hmm. do you then just operate like normally the rest of the day? Do you just go and have a big meal? Can you can you handle a big meal? Are you super hungry? Oh or? yeah, I mean, like I'll eat, like I'll try not to like gorge myself or anything. But yeah, for sure. I mean, I, the the, lo- the longest I've run so far is I did a se- I'm doing a 20 mile next week, but I did a 17 mile, and I burned something like 3,500 calories during that run. Okay, so it's like after that you should eat something to kind of replace those calories. Yeah, I read a story once about this guy that uh, one of the guys I think that was like the one of the first people that did super marathons mm-hmm. and they, he talked about how like it was so hard to maintain a calorie count that in this, there's like a sports illustrated article. I, I want to say I read that he would, uh, he would order pizzas like large pizzas to mile markers. <laughs> and then when he would run there, he would meet the Domino's guy and he would fold an entire pizza or like pizza hut guy in, into like a, like a, I don't know, like, like a sandwich, like a falafel or something, <laughs> and then just eat it whole while he ran, Jesus. and then just would order pizza to like the next because he just like you know because you're running what like a marathon a day for yeah. five days or whatever they, they yeah. do, and it's just like it's such a ridiculous it's like being Michael Phelps, right? Yeah, yeah. When you yeah. had to eat like ten thousand calories a day just to maintain. Yeah, and it's 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 you know something you got to think about. That's yeah. one of those things you don't think about when you're doing like a five k. It's like whatever, but when you do these longer runs, like oh, I need to keep fuel in my tank. So, so there there won't be visible annual pass merch on you. Is what no, you're unfortunately not. Like I, I talked with uh, with Tony, our merch guy, about seeing if I get some sort of like runner's kit or something. But alas, we we could not make it happen. Maybe next year. You well, know what, Jeff? Do you think you could run a five k with me? I can run a five k for sure. Okay. I have no interest in a marathon, but I, would, I, I can no, I would never, 5K. I would never ask you to do a marathon. But a five k because like maybe next year, like or there's they do they do races throughout the year. Maybe you and I could maybe we could do we could open up to the pass holders. We could do like a, a pass holder five k. I would love where it. we'd all like meet up. But the thing is, too, these things sell out super fast. So it's like you need to be there <laughs> as soon as they go on sale People and buy. Pay for the opportunity to torture themselves. Well, you for pay for every race because you, yeah, get, you, you get like a shirt and a, and a you know. I'll get a medal. I'm excited for my medal. I, I, I've done two races prior to this, and they just had stickers. And it's like, I want a medal. So well, I'm, getting, I'm getting my first medal. I completely and totally understand the non-branding uh, because it, your outfit is also your uniform in this, and it needs to be, you, you know, you, like you said, you don't want to screw with stuff. You, yeah, you yeah, go with what works. So I, I, one consideration I was thinking would be uh, like a annual pass face tattoo. <laughs> that way you're not putting anything extra on. I'm in. You could even get it lasered off after. There's, or maybe I'll just run off while I'm going, <laughs> you know, if it's still fresh. So you were saying we're we're talking about what? Right. All right. Today? Yeah. So uh, so anyway, thank you very much for tuning into the uh, the marathon hour here on Annual Pass. Uh, I promise you, <laughs> we uh, we might do like one more episode talking about it, and then I'll talk about the afterwards. But uh, I know we, I I'm excited. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm very excited for the for Not the marathon. A, it's the first time I've ever done anything like this, and so it's, well, I think it's in. I think it's uh, aside from it being just like a cool physical challenge and to see what you're capable of and uh, and to give yourself a, a, some sort of a goal to attain, which I think is all super valid and super important, especially, honestly, at your advanced age. As you get older, you need to start looking forward. If, like, it's one of those things, like, people retire and then they die a year later because you stop and you got yeah, nothing to look your forward heart to. Just so you, out. you need this stuff. But uh, and also, like, you're going to be experiencing a theme park in a way that I would say 99.6 is my math, percent of people that attend theme parks will never yeah, do yeah. and so I think it's pretty heavily theme park related. I think it's worth talking about. Yeah, no, I, no, I'm not saying we shouldn't talk you're, about you're it. A, but, but you're getting a unique, very special theme park experience. You're absolutely right. It's one of the things where if if I wasn't doing this marathon, I can't picture myself doing any marathon. Right. Like I've looked at the Austin marathon in February, and I'm like. That's kind of cool, I guess. But you just run through Austin. It's like I lived in Austin. I know Austin, yeah. you know. But the idea of like running through a theme park, like running down Main Street, USA, running through the castle, it's like oh, that's well, so you're cool. You're gonna see it in a way that other people just don't get to, yeah. and that's very. That's cool. gonna be fun. Yeah. So I'm pumped for it. So uh, yeah, if you're if you're in the area, feel free to come out and say hi to me. I'll be out there on the ninth, running through the castle. So uh, yeah, thank you very much. But now, Jeff. Let's you know we now that we've spent 15 minutes talking about marathons and whatnot. Let's uh, let's get into the episode. Let's talk about today's special attraction. I'm very excited for this one, Jeff. I think this this attraction is based on your favorite animated movie of all time. Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I don't know. Jeff, uh, Secret of Nim. <laughs> tell me everything you know about the Little Mermaid. Oh. Uh, I know a fair amount about the Little Mermaid. Okay, I know more about the Little Mermaid too. Okay, because Ar- Ariel's Revenge. Yeah, Ariel's <laughs> Revenge. Uh, I have a daughter 
Okay. Uh, and she was a big fan of The Little Mermaid when, really? when she was a kid, a, a younger kid. Main character's name? Uh, Ariel. There you go. Uh, and then, uh, then, but she was a bigger fan, for whatever reason, of Little Mermaid 2. Hmm. So I know all about how Ariel grew up, and then she had her own daughter, and then they lived in a, Ariel lived on land with her husband, and they built a seawall to protect the daughter from the water because of Ursula, but Ursula's not in it. It's really her sister who's a different lady who's also evil and the little and her daughter doesn't know that she's part mermaid <laughs> because Ariel tries to keep it from her and then she finds out and then it all goes awry and then Ariel realizes that she shouldn't try to keep that part of her uh, from her because it's part of who she is and then they defeat the evil sister and everything is fine. Isn't that Frozen? Isn't that the plot of Frozen? I mean <laughs> I it's probably the plot of 60% of all Disney movies. Well we're, we're t- today Jeff we are talking about Ariel's undersea adventure also okay. known as the little mermaid Ariel's undersea adventure depending on on, uh, what you're looking at here. Yeah. Um, unironically, I really, really love this ride. Okay. It, it's it's a great dark ride. They have it at Disney's California Adventure. They also have it at, at Magic Kingdom in Florida. Um, okay. It is it's very much a dark ride. It's one of those rides where you get on, it tells a story, and you get off. And, and you know, it's it's a Kind of lo- like the Cat in the Hat ride? Kind of, yeah. Okay. A little bit more simple. The, uh, the actual uh, attraction, you've been on Haunted Mansion, right? Uh, yeah, but not since I was a kid. Okay, but you you know the the actual like those uh, clamshell kind of vehicles you ride in. It's called an Omni Mover. Is the name of the that sort of system that ride system. It's the exact same ride system okay. as Haunted Mansion. It's 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 a people eater where it just keeps going nonstop. You're always just getting on. Like you get on, it doesn't stop moving. It goes. You you go through the attraction. You get off. And it's super easy, super simple. It is a great attraction. And again, I genuinely love this attraction. How many times um, do you think you've been on it? Probably four, four or five. Like okay. it's it's a newer attraction, I should say. Uh, so the Little Mermaid, the movie. Do you know, do you remember when the original Little Mermaid came out? It caught me off guard at how early it was. <sighs> If I had to guess, I'd say like 1980. I want to say, my head, I want to say 1987, but I feel like it's earlier, like maybe 85. 1989. It was November 13th, okay. 1989. No, I said 89. <laughs> okay. Got it. 80, 87. I, I didn't realize I like, The Little Mermaid came out in, in, the, in the 80s. Yeah, it I, definitely came out in the 80s. Because there was definitely like that 90s period where it was like the like the Disney golden period. I think mm-hmm. Little Mermaid kicked it off, really. I, I do think Little Mermaid kicked it off. There was a period, and this is my imperfect memory, right? But mm-hmm. in, in the 80s, it was all Don Bluth. You know, it was all like yeah. all dogs go to heaven yeah, yeah. and uh, stuff like that. And then I remember Fievel, a lot of Fievel, a lot mm-hmm. of American Tale. And then the Little Mermaid kind of came out of nowhere, and I remember it being like Disney's back. Yeah, because it was Little Mermaid, and he had Aladdin, Lion King. Like yeah. they all. Lion of, King was a huge. Oh yeah, deal that was out. massive. And so it was like you had that run of all those Disney mm-hmm. movies. There was like whoa, and then that was also when the theme park started blowing up. The nineties yeah. when the theme parks really started getting big again, and I think it was sort of a perfect time for Disney. Like the the nineties to me are like the Disney golden era. Like that's really when everything kind of blew up and sort of turned turned kids like me who grew up like I had my. Uh, you know, my my impressionable years in the 90s. Now that I'm adult, I'm, I really appreciate that kind of stuff I went through. And mm. so, yeah, we, we've talked about that before, sort of yep. the, the sort of ups and downs and the seasons and whatnot. Uh, let me read this from Wikipedia. The Little Mermaid, Ariel's, un- Ariel's Undersea Adventure, is a dark ride attraction based on the 1989 Disney animated film The Little Mermaid, located in Paradise Gardens Park at Disney's California Adventure and in Fantasyland at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom Park, where it is titled Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid. The ride opened on June 3rd, 2011 at Disney's California Adventure and on December 6th, 2012 at Magic Kingdom. So, uh, so that is very new. It's 10 years yeah, old. Yeah, about 10 years old. So this, this is a rel- relatively new area. Took them long enough. Uh, it, yeah, in Disney California Adventure, as, as we've talked about them before, when that thing first initially launched, they had a lot of trouble with it. Like DCA... Right. Had, was all over the place. That yeah. was kind of like a slop together park. And then there was like, they put it together and then it slowly kind of reworked it where now it's actually a pretty decent park. Um, and so this, this replaced one of the original attractions there. And this, I think was an upgrade from the old one. And magic. What, Kingdom, what was the old attraction? Uh, it was golden dreams or something. I think it was just a show. It wasn't Some like California esque. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Okay. I forget exactly which one I'm sure. I'm sure the pass holders in the comments will let me know what I'm forgetting here. But uh, yeah, th- this thing in, in, in magic kingdom, they uh, they had like Mickey's Toontown Carnival. It was like kind of this weird carnival, like not sort of a, a lower. You know, yeah. was, it wasn't too fancy of an area, and so they they wiped most of that out and replaced it with more Fantasyland. So Fantasyland is where you know like the uh, the carousel is, and like Peter Pan's flight. And, yeah, you fa- know. Fantasyland's where I had that like breakdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And so uh, they added on to Fantasyland at Magic Kingdom, and as part of that, they like they added in a brand new uh, uh, Gaston's restaurant, which I still want to go eat at. At uh, you know Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be 
be kind of cool. And then next to that is the Little Mermaid attraction. And so uh, it's, it's really cool. The two different, the, 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 the rides themselves are almost identical, but the queues are definitely different. The one in California is more of a straightforward kind of just a basic queue. It's almost like you're going to, uh, to me, it, it kind of looks like almost like a skating rink. Very simple, kind of like, you know, cl- like, no, nothing really to it, nothing too fancy. Whereas the Magic Kingdom one, it's like you're going into a cave, and it's supposed to look like a cave at low tide, like like the water's gone. Oh, but you still kind of see like yeah. the holes, and, like sort of the you know the kind of crustacean type like walls mm-hmm. and stuff. And supposedly in the queue as well, uh, Scuttle, who's the bird in the movie, uh, he has like a scavenger hunt thing where he like asks you to find stuff in the queue for like kids and stuff, which is pretty neat. Yeah, and that, that is definitely something newer they've been doing. Where it's like let's do interactive stuff in the queue to make kids forget they're waiting in line. Um, <laughs> like Winnie the Pooh has that. They had that at uh, Space Mountain for a bit. I think they've taken most of that stuff out for now because of covid and you know you don't want to touch stuff but uh when i when i was a kid uh this different time obviously like it would have been what we determined like 82 or 83 probably when i went to (laughs) walt disney world yeah it was it was a less safe time right we were less precious (laughs) with our children more action park and less uh, you know magic kingdom the way it would work is your parents would get in line and then you would run away and then check in every 15 minutes oh wow yeah and then you would just run the park and be like a little jerk and doing dumb stuff, and then you just go back in and check in your parents, and they'd be like, "You didn't get stolen." And you're like, "No, what? No, nobody wants me. Look at me." And they're like, "Yeah," all right. and like we just didn't, you know, it was yeah. they, they just weren't as precious with us back then. That was your fast pass, and was, so it was a parent pass. Yeah, I never had to be entertained in a line because I never spent a lot of time in them. <laughs> you know, do you remember how many rides you went on when you were a kid? No. Like, do you, do you remember? I, I think cool. we talked about Spaceship Earth. I think you said you went on Definitely Spaceship Earth. Did that, yeah, um, I feel like I I feel like I I canvassed Epcot pretty well. Okay. I, I, yeah. For what it's worth, I mean, if you went to Epcot around opening, there wasn't a lot of attractions yeah. there. Like, like, there genuinely just wasn't a lot of stuff. So uh, you probably hit up most of it. I remember time. being most impressed with the food courts and how they had, like, food. It felt like food from different okay. regions. Yeah, right? the, uh, land, the Land Pavilion, they have a lot of different food stuff. Yeah. There. I don't know what it looked like when it first opened. But then, you know, the, the Circle of Nations, like, they all had... Uh, different restaurants and stuff mm-hmm. like everyone is represented so like I just, I just remember being really blown away by the idea that I could eat food from different places mm. and it was like all co-located you know yeah because you, your world is so small as a kid yeah you know? that is true and then you go somewhere like that and it opens it up for you yeah it's a I whole so. new world as they would say uh so the uh the ride itself is pretty much just a retelling of the classic movie you know as you know Ariel she is a mermaid uh she does and she falls in love with a uh, handsome prince on land Prince Eric that yeah. is his name and uh, she then uh, decides she wants to go and, and try to find Eric. She makes a deal with Ursula, evil, evil witch, giant, uh, giant uh, octopus. And uh, Ursula says, I'll give I'll let you do it. I'll let you do it, Ariel. But I'm going to take your voice. And everyone knows they're like, hey, Ariel's got this great voice. That's like her big thing. Yeah. And she's like, I'm, I want your voice. But if you can make him fall in love with you without, without a voice... You can stay up there, and you know, then you can have your voice back or whatever. I don't. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then, you know, of course, they, you know, the kiss the girl song and all that stuff. And then, you know, a big fight ensues, and then you know, Ursula shows up, and I, we, Katie and I, rewatched this recently. And then Ursula actually comes on land and tries to steal Eric away from her, and then it all everything goes, you know, happily ever after. She falls in love until you know. the sequel. And then King Triton shows up, and he's like, Ursula, you or Ariel, you can stay on land. I don't care, whatever. And then they get married. Blah, blah, blah. So this is the retelling of that entire movie. Uh, the movie itself has some issues. The, the more I think about it, the more you look into it. Do you know Ariel is like 14? Which is yeah, extra, well, extra creepy when yeah, you really... It's a lot, sort of a... Yeah. yeah. yeah we, we don't, we don't, they kind of gloss over that. Sort of Pocahontas, know? right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really any of the Cinderella. Like they're all they're all a little bit yeah, weird. But uh, so the world back then, I guess. <laughs> the uh, the attraction pulls stuff directly from the movie. So all the all the like the songs, the singing, um, all the, all that stuff is pulled directly from the original soundtracks and whatnot. They didn't redo it, which is neat. I think aquatic years are different than land years. That is true. So I think it's more compressed. in uh, aquatic years is probably more like 26. OK. Yeah. OK. In that case, that's that's fine then. Uh, bits of music. So uh, the the original song, the original music was done by Alan Minken. Uh, Alan Minken, I think is how you pronounce it. Okay. He, he did a lot of Disney music back in the day. Uh, 
there was a gentleman named Danny Troub who came in and sort of filled in the gaps. I thought for a second you were going to say Danny Trejo. <laughs> Danny, Danny Troub. Okay. He brought some burritos and tacos. Yeah. And no, uh, Danny Troub came in and he kind of like filled in the, the gaps. So it was like it would go from like scene to scene, but you still you need to have some kind of music going. So he kind of like you know took that or- original tone and kind of made some more stuff to it. Also, there's a really really pretty uh, like melody that plays in the queue as you're getting on the ride. It's like 20 minutes of a Little Mermaid music. Isn't Melody her daughter's name? in the sequel <laughs> or am I thinking of another is that really the first thing you're gonna bend to look up on on our new set okay I see how I'll it look. is look uh, I don't think he's Mike today so I'll look uh also uh so the uh you know all, all the characters are back so up oh, thumbs up it is her name oh nailed it <laughs> told you I know little mermaid uh so all the characters are back uh scuttle who was voiced in the original movie by uh, Buddy Hackett? He unfortunately passed away between the uh, the movie and the uh, the ride. So he was actually they had a, a voice actor come in do an imitation of him, who who just nails it, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and but then they had some of the uh, the original voice actors come through and actually do uh, you know some some new new dialogue and stuff. So that's kind of cool. Um, oh, that's you, uh, that's Morgana Ursula's sister. Morgana Ursula's sister. Okay, yeah, there you go. Just FYI, she's got cool hair. She does have cool hair. I dig that. She got tattoos as well, <laughs> or, or something. Uh, let's see here. What other cool fact do I have before we get into the ride? In the early to mid 1990s, Walt Disney Imagineering attempted to develop a Little Mermaid dark ride for Disneyland Paris and Magic Kingdom parks. Early plans for Tokyo Disney Sea and Hong Kong Disneyland also included this ride. None of these versions were actually built, although a computer generated ride through animatic was included on the Platinum Edition DVD of The Little Mermaid in 2006. Hmm. So that's kind of cool. So they I, wonder, actually, I wonder why they didn't uh, end up building them. I don't know. Maybe it was too far gone at the time or it was going to be too advanced. I don't know. Or maybe they couldn't do it justice. <sighs> but we got to track down a Platinum Edition DVD of The uh, Little Mermaid from 2006. <laughs> and, uh, the second you started talking, it started beeping. Yeah, we, we've, got, we've got some painters in the building today. So if you hear some extra beeping in the episode, sorry about that. That's the uh, scissor lift backing up. But uh, yeah, actually, I actually uh, on allears.net, I watched a video where they interviewed a couple of Imagineers who worked on the attraction, which is kind of cool, from 10 years ago. It was, really? like, it was like the opening celebration thing. It was like doing a Q&A and whatnot. So I forget their names. But I pulled, you know, I listened to them, kind of got some facts from them as well. So shout out to allears.net, uh, classic Disney stuff. But uh, I don't have any more uh, sort of history. I have some fun facts we'll get to after the ride. But Jeff, are you ready right now to take a ride with me on The Little Mermaid, Ariel's Undersea Adventure? Uh, you know it. You know it. <laughs> All right, Jeff, you ready? This is what I live for. All right, do we want to go to California or we want to go to Florida? I want to go to Florida. Okay, we'll go to Florida. We're going to walk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll yeah, go to yeah, Florida. Because you're right. going to Florida. Yeah. I'm going to Florida. I'm, I'm probably going to ride this this week, as a matter of fact. All right, here, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go, Jeff. <clears throat> Jeff! I'm right here. Hey, Jeff! What's up? We're in Fantasyland at Magic Kingdom! I cried here once. <laughs> No, no, yeah, that's, that's California. Other place, yeah. That's, that's okay. Yeah, this one doesn't seem to have the same magic. I feel fine. Jeff, eyes look, are dry. Jeff, look, look at this. It's we're we're outside this sort of like coral built wall thing. Well, let's go. We should go inside and ride this ride. It's a little mermaid Ariel's undersea adventure. I'm very excited. It looks like there's a giant pumpkin in front of us, uh, but I don't think it is. I think it's a seashell. That, that's further along the ride. All right, Jeff. Well, let's go through the queue. Oh, look at Scuttle, Jeff. He's in the queue, and he's oh. like, he's like, hey, find a spoon. <laughs> it's like, okay, Scuttle, you find a spoon, Jeff? Yeah, I found a thing in a whopper. Yeah, a, do- a doohickey. And yeah. a bunch of McCall. The fiddle dog. Uh, all right, well, well, that's cool. Okay, Jeff, we've made it. Oh, Jeff, look at, look at all these clamshells in front of us. That beautiful mural on the wall, Jeff. Oh, it's beautiful. What is it? What does that mural look like? I can't quite make it out, Jeff. It's, it's a really, it's like all of the different, like, creatures and stuff from the uh, the thing. It's, oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's a really, really pretty. Oh, there it is. It's, yeah. like, it's like Ariel on her rock that she's you, famous you for. You did an amazing job of describing it. And she's under the St. Louis Arch she for is. some reason. That's for, and then incredible. Like, there's, there's flounder. Yeah. Okay, Jeff, let's, let's get in our clamshell. All right. All right, Jeff. We're in our clamshell now. It does kind of look like a pumpkin, though. I don't yeah. know. All right, here we go. So, yeah, we're, it's just, it's like. He just hurried us along. It's like a doom buggy type thing. But, all right, we're Jeff Ron. And, and look, uh, for, right off the bat, hey, it's Scuttle. Oh, there's it's, so many colors. It's Scuttle. He's playing his little, what, what is that? His music box thing. And he's like, all right, let me tell you the story <laughs> of, of Ariel. And uh, that bus concertina. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the one what it is, like the, the hand box. What is it called? <laughs> Squeeze box. Squeeze <laughs> box. That's what it is. All right, Jeff. Oh, we're turning around, Jeff. We're going to go under the sea. You ready for this? I am ready. Ooh. Oh, and you feel that blast of cold air. Oh, look, oh, we're going underwater. That's we're... very cool. Ooh, look, we're underwater now, Jeff. Ooh. That is very hold cool. Your... Wait, we don't have to hold our breath. I guess we can. We must have gills. 
All right. Well, oh, Jeff, look, we're we're in we're in Ariel's like it's her, her grotto thing, and she's got all of her stuff. <laughs> Ariel's grotto. Okay. She's got her her doohickeys and whatsits and things, and look, she's singing about like oh look look at this it's stuff. The samouflage. Is, isn't it neat? Look at her hair. Look at her hair oh, so cool. Geez. And there's flounder as well. Oh, look, there's Sebastian. He popped up a little. Oh, uh, uh, they really look like, like, like they're floating uh, too. Uh, I oh. wanna be up there. What's the, how's the song going? Uh, uh, no, not under the sea. That's that's a little bit. Because remember, that's Sebastian's. Like, no, Ariel, you don't need to go up there because yeah. everything's awesome down here. And look, like, well, we can see like her castle and everything. Part of that world. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, it's under the sea. Jeff, they're having a big under the sea party. Oh, look at Under this. the sea. Under the sea. Look at the turtle dancing. Look at, look at those Everyone lobsters. Those lobsters are my favorite. Take it from me. Ah, up on the shore. The seahorses are doing a conga line. Not even better. That was better. Under the sea. Put it up. Rockets. Yay. Look at all look at all these awesome animatronics the everywhere. Spinny starfish. There's so much stuff everywhere, Jeff. Look at all this. It's such a cool, like, I love these big rooms. Oh, there's the underwater look, tree of life. Look, it's Ariel. She's dancing. Yeah. She's like, having a good time. Look at her, like, bouncing That's around. So yeah. She's really tiny. I don't remember being that small. But oh, I she's only 14, Jack. That's true. <laughs> we don't talk about that, Jeff. Like, then that blowfish blow. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, look, it's such a big scene. I love there's the blowfish blowing. <laughs> All right, but Jeff, uh oh, oh, Jeff, it's oh. it's the creepy eel things. Do you remember their names? Oh, no, eel and ob. It's it's flotsam and jetsam. Flotsam and jetsam, that's right. Because they have the one eye. Like, yeah. they each have one good eye. But, I, I, oh, we're going in the spooky thing. It's like oh, we're somebody's we're throat. It, yeah, kind of. It's like a whale thing. And Jeff, look at this. Oh, Jeff, it's Ursula. Oh, she's evil. And she's oh, like, she's me. And then she's got the thing, and she can see her. Me. And then she's like, I'll steal, I'll let you go on land, but I'm going to take your voice. She's like, I want to speak to your manager. <laughs> and you can see all like the creepy little worm things that were like all the people whose souls she stole. Oh, gosh. Oh, man, that's such a cool animatronic, so Jeff. Sad. Looks like she's holding an ice cream. Give those souls back. She, yeah, that you, you tell her, Jeff. <laughs> look how sad they are. They're so sad. Yeah, they want their souls back. Oh, they, they just want their souls back. Oh, look, Jeff. Look, it's, it's, we can see. It's very Georgia O'Keefe-esque. She, you can see, you can see that, like, Ariel, she's now, she's turning and she's got legs, Jeff. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's, well, it, it's hard to see, but she's, she's, like, now becoming, uh, she's, her, her, her tail's becoming legs. Okay. And now she's on land, and we're, we're going to skip ahead a little bit, All and right. now she has to kiss Eric. Oh, Prince Eric! If she wants to stay, Jeff, she has you to got, kiss him. You gotta kiss the girl. You've gotta kiss the girl. And look, now oh, here's the scene, Jeff. They're on the boat, and it's it's uh, Sebastian. He's like, there you see her. You don't have a lot to say. There's something about her. And then, <laughs> and hey, it looks like we're at the beginning of the Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean ride. <laughs> don't know why we died. Try, you gotta kiss the girl. Ooh, oh. And like the frogs are singing along too. And look there, she's like, oh, maybe they'll kiss. Oh, they won't. Oh, maybe they'll kiss. No, they won't. The frogs are baritone. He is. He is a baritone. So, uh, look at that. Okay, we're going past that a little bit. And now, we're just going to skip ahead a little bit and kind of pass a bunch of other stuff. But look, they ended up kissing. And Ursula's, Ursula's in the background. She, she lost. No. And look, a little heart. And they're kissing. And it's all happy. And now, look. We're going to go. It's like, now they've been married. Yay. Look, there's the turtle dancing. And everyone's happy. And now land and sea. And everyone together. There's fireworks. There's King Triton. And he's like, yay. You're my daughter. Now you're married to a prince. Yay. And look. Sebastian's look, happy. Look, there they are, and they're oh, waving to there us. They are. Yeah, and she has really big eyes. Yeah, and then Scuttle's like, oh, it turned out to be pretty good after all. Yeah. And she's like, goodbye, everybody. I'll see you in 10 years when I deny my daughter her birthright. Bye. <laughs> yeah. And Jeff, we did it. We've made it through uh, Ariel's undersea adventure. We, we survived the ride. Congratulations. We have done it. That was intense. That's a really cool attraction. Yeah, it was like, very cool. It's it's definitely like, you know, you look at the dark rides, you look at those classic ones, your Peter Pan's flight, your Winnie the Poohs, you know, Haunted Mansions. This is definitely like the next generation. Like it feels like it was made in 2010, you know. Like the the animatronics in it are so good that the um you know the, the actual sculptures of everything are really cool. It's hard to see. Like I just showed you a video. Yeah, the Ursula figure there is incredible. She's huge. Like she is just well, enormous. That's rude. <laughs> but she's enormous, and like everything on her is moving, and like her mouth is moving, and like it looks like all skin. It doesn't look like. Oh really? It looks oh, really, cool. really cool. It's it's one of the most advanced animatronics like at the time. Uh, very, very cool. Um, Jeff, if you had to guess, how many clamshells do you think are feeding through that attraction? Keep in mind, there's, they're always that going. The, the clamshell being the, the uh, ride vehicle. The ride vehicle. The how mover. many people can fit in the, in the, the Just clamshell? Just two. I Just mean, two? two are like an apparent two, two, two so how, children. So how many are going? And it's always moving. Always moving. So. I mean, they can stop it or slow it down. How long assist. is the ride? Uh, about three and a half minutes, maybe. 
All right, let me do some quick math. It uh, out, Jeff. Let me do some. some Use that Alabama uh, brain of yours. Math. Uh, I'm gonna say there are forty-eight clamshells. There are one hundred and five clamshells. Not let me finish on the attraction. I was gonna say there are forty-eight clamshells. Then I need to take a break and think. Count the rest. <laughs> I was gonna come up with about one hundred and ten. Okay. Okay. So I was close. <laughs> <laughs> so there are there are 105 Omni Mover clamshells in the ride. It's That's the, a lot. It's the same system as the Haunted Mansion, as far as the thing. They uh, so 210 people potentially at all times. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. on the actual okay. attraction themselves. And now there is one really cool thing about this ride. So there's actually 103 normal clamshells, kind of the ones that come down. But they have two chariots that are on opposite ends that are always going around as well. And those chariots are special ADA compliant vehicles oh. where they can actually roll a wheelchair onto and lock into place. Yeah. And so you don't have to transfer out of a wheelchair or that, like have a special vehicle. And that's cool. That's really that's cool. really neat. And apparently, yeah. I, I haven't seen one, but yeah, it's, it's deemed like a chariot, like Triton's chariot. So well, that's cool. That's really so neat. You could be like the caboose or the chef de lean. <laughs> exactly. Scene. Yeah. So that that's pretty awesome. I, I appreciate they did that, and that was one of the one of the things they really wanted to think about when uh, when they were building the attraction. Um, so I said before, you know, uh, Buddy Hackett obviously passed away. So like they have Rest some new uh, performances from Scuttle. Uh, they had a voice actor come in and mimic him, but they actually had some they had some original voice actors come back as well, including Philip Lawrence, who was Sebastian on the ride, uh, Chris Edgerly as Scuttle. So Scuttle, uh, Chris Edgerly came in and replaced Buddy Hackett as Scuttle. Uh, and so you can you can you cannot tell the difference though. And then uh, Tress McNeil came in as Flotsam and Jetsam. I don't know if <laughs> if they were the original Flotsam and Jetsam, but yeah. uh, they did some new lines. So that's kind of cool. Well, I got a question for you. What's that, Jeff? What's your favorite Buddy Hackett movie? Um, that would absolutely have to be. It's a mad, 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 mad world. That is the correct answer. That's such a good movie. Followed closely by the love, the original Love Bug. Okay, that yeah, it was, it's a mad, 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 mad world. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, if you haven't seen that movie, it's a movie from God the. 50s, it's maybe? got Sid Caesar and Jonathan Winters. It's got everyone. It's got everyone. It's, it's easier to phenomenal. say who's not in it than yeah. who's actually in it. Um, yeah, Phil, uh, uh, yeah. If you ever saw when you were, if you listen to this, if you ever saw the movie with Mr. Bean in it, Rat Race, yeah. it's the original. Much, much, no offense to Rat Race, much, 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 much better version. Yeah, actually, uh, fun fact, uh, for a very, very localized thing, the last movie I saw at the Alamo Ritz, the Alamo Drafthouse Ritz downtown, was It's a Mad, 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 Mad World in 70 millimeter with my father. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. And they had like a full-blown intermission and everything. Was that was, like right before they closed it down? Yeah, or? yeah. Or, oh. I mean, that, that was before COVID. And then... That's a really cool one to see. Yeah, it's a good last movie to see. I mean, I didn't know at the time it was going to be my last movie, right, but it's like, right. that was yeah, a good one to go out did. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, check it out. Uh, yeah. Buddy Hackett, you know, went on. He's an um, amazing comedic performer. And uh, and he's Scuttle in in uh, Little Mermaid. Got a very distinctive voice. Yes, absolutely. And as soon as you hear it, you're like, oh, yeah, it's that guy. Yeah. I, I recognize him. You'll recognize him and you'll recognize millions of people trying to sound like him. Yeah. <laughs> he's got one of those replicatable <laughs> voices. That, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not even going to give it a shot. It's, it's that good. So. But uh, yeah, that's it. That's that's the Little Mermaid Ariel's Undersea Adventure. It's a it is a genuinely good ride, and it's one that a lot of people miss, especially at Magic Kingdom, because it's kind of in a weird spot. Mm. Um, it's sort of around the corner from the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and it's just past Gaston's Restaurant. What's the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train? Oh, that's a fantastic ride, Jeff. It's it's a new one they just opened up. Uh, actually, it's the newest coaster they've had at Disney for a long time. And uh, it's it's good. It's it's real good. We'll, well, we'll, we'll do an episode of that. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do okay, an episode good. of that. As a matter of fact, a friend of mine helped open it. So uh, I'll see if I can get her on the show. And briefly scared you were going to say we've done an episode on it. <laughs> How do you not remember? No, no, I think so. But that's one of the things like you and I, we've gone to Florida a number of times now, twice now. But we have yet to go to Disney World. Well, we're, so. we're yeah, it's true. I, I thought you were going to say we're going to go to California next year. Yeah, I mean, we're going to Disneyland uh, for sure. Like we're doing, we we have a we work with Achievement Hunter and we're doing a live tour on the West Coast uh, in March and April, and we finish in Los Angeles. So I'm trying to work it out where we can go to Anaheim and go to Disneyland. Well, afterwards. not not just that, but we've also announced that we're doing a podcast tour. That's right. So if you're a fan of Rooster Teeth podcasts, uh, we have the uh, was it the absolutely normal podcast tour? The What's to it called? Totally normal. Totally totally normal podcast tour. tour. Yeah, it includes uh, Rooster Teeth podcasts. So if you're a fan of other Rooster Teeth podcasts like the Rooster Teeth Podcast, Face Jam, Off Topic, off topic you, you name it, Annual Pass. Uh, over the course of the year, we're doing 10 shows Black box down, in maybe. different cities. A very normal podcast tour. A very normal Thank podcast tour. Thank you, man. A very normal podcast tour. Uh, we're doing 10 different cities all over the nation. We have only announced two right now. Chicago. Uh, Chicago's got a Face Jam as well as another Roost partner. And, uh, and Los Angeles, I think, is the first one. Or is it Austin? Are we doing the first one? Do you know where the first one is, Ben? It's Austin in January, and then Austin. I believe... February, oh. I think. 
I think I'm doing that. I think I, <laughs> I think I got asked to be. I got asked to do a live podcast in January. Okay. Well, it may actually. I mean, by the time it, I don't know when that that one in January probably already is. happened at uh, this point. Maybe. Well, no, this is January sixth. Yeah, this is early yeah. in January. So, well, I'll see. I'll see you people very soon. I think in a couple days at this Austin live. But uh, that being said, uh, oh, go ahead, Ben. Ten months, ten cities, ten unique shows. Uh, January fifteenth, we are in Austin for the Rooster Teeth podcast, and February eleventh is Face Jam in uh, Chicago. Okay, okay. And so, so there'll be like one in March, April. Yeah, yeah. And so there's there's going to be one throughout. I mean, like one. It looks like every month, one different show, different location. Annual pass is absolutely going to have one. Yes. So uh, yeah, we don't know the exact location yet. Um, for what it's worth, I've thrown out the fact that annual pass will travel anywhere we want to, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of places we want to go to I, and do some shows. I think it would be cool. And I have no idea if I'll get vetoed on this or not. Uh-huh. I mean, and and why wouldn't I? I'll, I'll, I just created the stupid company. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I think it would be cool if we didn't do it <laughs> at Disney or Universal. I think it'd be cool if we did it at like Cedar Point. Yeah, or, I, th- I think uh, Six Flags or yeah, Knott's Dairy Berry Farm, Knott's Dairy Farm, Knott's Berry Farm, <laughs> or you know what I mean, like one of those other places. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I think my initial pitch was like, hey, like Cedar Point is a place we wanted to go, and that's yeah, in Ohio, yeah, yeah. and so. I like again. We I don't know for sure. This is just total heresy, or is that the right word? I don't think so. <laughs> hearsay, <laughs> hearsay. Heresy is totally different. Uh, but I, I definitely pitched uh, Ohio. So like like Sandusky or, or somewhere up there. And let's be go. honest, the uh, Ohio they need it. They need something. <laughs> it's been rough ever since LeBron left. That's true. And uh, you know, I mean, I guess I got what Baker Mayfield. He's doing all right. Yeah, Cleveland. Yeah. They got a they got a lake that catches fire. The mistake on the lake, as they call it. <laughs> so anyway, we don't know where we're gonna go. As soon as we do, we'll absolutely let you guys know. And the pass holders out there, uh, of course, whenever we do, whenever we do figure out where we're going to go, I can almost guarantee you what we'll do is the day before the the podcast, we'll probably go to a theme park and we'd love to have you guys join us oh and go gosh, check it out. Absolutely. That's going to be a lot of fun. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, we're going to go to Orlando again at some point. 100% that's going to happen. Uh, just just wanted to bring it up, you know, at some point, mark it on your calendar at some point <laughs> in the near or distant unspecified future at a location in a state to be named later. We're going to have an event. Exactly. So make sure you don't so miss get, it. So get, get your credit card ready. So, yeah, so mark, <laughs> just mark it down, I guess, every day of your calendar next you year. You know what, Jeff? So we're, we're pretty much uh, done with uh, the ride stuff. So, again, thank you very much for listening to that. But now we do Q&A. And uh, actually, I have a package here. I got I got a letter uh, mailed to us. I got a physical uh, package sent to us. If you want to send us anything, feel free to. We are Annual Pass, Care of Rooster Teeth, 1901 East 51st Street, Austin, Texas, 78723. Uh, this is a letter I got. It says, Dear Jack and Jeff, hey! (laughs) (laughs) And they spelled my name right. It says, hey, with an exclamation point. Good handwriting, uh, too. My name is Ryan, and I am a former ride operator, maintenance supervisor, and screamster scare actor at uh, Cedar Point. I have been working there on and off since 2014. I just completed my final season as I am planning to move to Florida in 2022. I have sent you a few things from my time at Cedar Point. Hope you like it. I'm a fan of your show. Best wishes, Ryan and... Kursik? Ryan G. Kursik, I think is his name. Uh, thank you very much. Um, yeah. And it says Weldbead30. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, P.S. I worked at Blood on the Bayou this Halloween. So uh, very cool. So I don't know what Blood on the Bayou is, but I wish I did. I'm, I'm assuming that's like probably a uh, like a Louisiana yeah. alligator scare. Th- oh. Probably. So uh, they, they sent us a Cedar Point bag. One of oh, like the, the zip, very nice. zip bag thingies. And then inside, I haven't fi- I genuinely opened this for the first time. Oh, it's nice quality. Uh, I'm opening this up. And Ooh. we've got, uh, was there anything else? Oh, yeah, there's more stuff in there. Oh, what? Yeah, Come yeah, on now. Hold on. Look at this. All right. So Ryan sent us. They they sent us his. He sent us his name tag from Cedar Point, buddy. That's kind of cool. So Ryan, uh, you can have one. I can have one. Uh, So Ryan, it's mine. Says Ryan Manhattan, and it's it's Cedar Point. Uh, We've got a uh, Doctor Ryan Manhattan. (laughs) I've got a uh, a keychain here. It's uh, Cedar Point Magnum XL two hundred. Which I'm assuming is a roller coaster. Again, I haven't been there before. This is a patch from the Gemini. Which is kind of cool. It's like a, an iron-on patch, uh, and then a bunch of, of theme park maps. Uh, and hospitality is easy. Eye contact, ask engaging questions, smile. You matter. Tone. I'm assuming that's given to the uh, cast members there. Why are you standing up? I'm Jeff? standing up. This is for the video portion of the podcast. I uh, I put my Ryan name tag on, so I'm just <laughs> pantomiming like 
This is I'm I'm I'm, I'm cosplaying Ryan. All right, all right. okay, so all right, move so, along. Come on, we don't have all day all here. Right. This ain't Disney World. I don't have to be nice to you. This is no, Cedar no, Point. No. Hospi the, hospitality the, is easy, Jeff. It's oh, sorry. E is eye contact. I'm looking at your eyes when I'm telling you to move it along. Okay. This is a long line. We got a lot of people that want to ride this ride. If All you right. want to dilly dally around and look for, have <laughs> toucans and birds tell you to look for spoons, you got to go down to Florida, buddy. A is ask engaging questions. Oh, I like your shoes. Where'd you get them? The shoe store? Great. Keep it going. <laughs> the shoe store. Uh, S is smile. You're not smiling. You got to smile. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. And uh, Y is you matter tone. Which oh. is a distracted or lazy tone of voice can say to guests that they are more important things you, you've on your mind. Be positive, focused, and gotcha. energetic. I don't want you to think I'm being lazy here. <laughs> You're the reason I have a job. This fulfills me. Have a great day. Beautiful. Beautiful. You. you nailed right. it. You all nailed right. it, Ryan. Thank you very much. Look at all of these park maps. Oh, my gosh. He, like, he sent over a massive stack. I want to see what I want to look of, at the park. Of park maps. Go Thank for you. it. So they're, they're Fright Guys, oh. September 17th through October 31st. Uh, wow. I wonder if that's Ryan on the back. Halloween. So, thank you very much for that, Ryan. This is very cool. Oh. And so, now that we are kind of getting our new space, like we're kind of finally finding some space, we'll, we'll start putting cool stuff like this. We'll start decorating our office. You can see we are we have our picture from Nico. I think Dude, they have a lot of live entertainment. They have the Jack Aldrich Theater, the Hotspot Stage, Planet Spooky, Celebration Stage, Red Garter Saloon, Fort Sandusky, etc. Nice. There's a bunch. Uh, I got another letter here sent to us. I finally checked the mail after months. Uh, hey, Jack and Jeff, I went to the Oogie Boogie Bash at Disneyland and picked up some maps for you to either keep or give away. I know it's already October. Oops. Uh, but just wanted to send them anyways. <laughs> keep up the good content, and I enjoy listening to it every week at work. Joshua S. Joshua S. sent us over some uh, some park maps, which, you know me, I love park maps. These are the Disneyland guide maps from the Oogie Boogie Bash. So thank you very much for that, Josh. We'll sign a couple. I'll keep one, and we'll sign a couple and give them away. I love this Gemini patch. I assume that's a ride. The yeah, Gemini, I, I think so. The blue spires. You know what's cool? Uh, I'm a Gemini. Oh, are you? So, yeah, I'm a nice. Gemini. Nice. Yeah. You can put that on your jean jacket. I'm duplicitous. I'm two-faced. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. Okay. Well, thank you again for that. Again, if you want to mail us anything, you're more than welcome to. Like, you don't have to. You don't have we to. We still but, love you. You know, I, I love this kind of stuff. It's great. Or if you see us in the future at the the normal, very normal podcast tour, you feel free to bring us stuff too. Um, it's 1901 East 51st Street, Austin, Texas 78723. Put annual pass, care of rooster teeth at the top. So thank you very much for that. I've got some questions now from a previous episode, Jeff. Do we have time for this? We got we got time for a couple questions here. I pulled some. Hold, I pulled, hold on a second. I, you, you you're talking to Ryan. Oh, I'm sorry. Ryan. He's going on break. I'm sorry. Yeah, Ryan. I'll just take a break there. I appreciate it. Thank you for all your time and your your eye contact, uh, asking, gazing questions, smiling, and, and you matter toning. Was, all right, Jeff's back. Good. Okay, okay. Hey, welcome back, Jeff. Uh, I got some questions here from the Incredicoaster episode we did not okay. so long ago. Uh, this one is from Roman Heretic. Uh, will you do an episode reviewing restaurants at parks? <laughs> Roman Heretic sounds like the sequel, the darker sequel to Roman Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> it would be pretty cool to learn about the hidden secrets of those theme restaurants like Leaky Cauldron at Universal or Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo at Disney. It also has the possibility of being a crossover with Face Jam, which is another podcast we do. Never heard of it, but would, I'll look into it. I would love to. As a matter of fact, uh, we went to uh, Universal Orlando, and after we finished uh, recording at the, the radio broadcast center, you and I went to that at the, the seafood restaurants. Um, and, oh. and Ben as well. We went to that seafood restaurant. I had never been there before. It was really good. Yeah, it was a nice place. It was a, a fancy sit-down like restaurant. Ben, do you have the name of that place? Can you look that up for me, please? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was really cool. And stuff like that. And like I know like Mythos is a restaurant over at Islands of Adventure in the the Forgotten or no, uh not Forgotten Realm. What's uh, it called? Uh, anyway, that, that I've area now over been there. there twice with you, and both times I said, that looks like a good restaurant. And you go, that's what they say. But yeah. you've never taken me there. Well, we've never stopped. We've always been in the middle of something. Well, yeah. okay, next time we go to Universal Orlando at Islands Adventure, we will go to Mythos and have a meal there. Apparently, it's really good. Don't break my heart, Jack. Okay, okay. Well, we're also going to have to go to Disney World. There's lots of good food at Disney World. Mm -hmm. So uh, Epcot's full of great restaurants. So, yes, we will absolutely do that. Uh, great idea, Roman Heretic as well. Uh, let's see here. True Tucker says, Jack, we've heard you say plenty of awesome things about working at Disney, but I'm curious, is there any part of the Disney experience that has been ruined for you because you work there? <gasps> That's a good question. There's got to be. I, what are you disillusioned by or about now? Um, I, I know when, uh, when, when I see bad show, I get really upset by that. Uh -huh. what, what I mean by bad show is uh, the idea at Disney or any really any you know sort of top tier theme park is 
if you are somewhere where a guest, a, a customer, which are referred to as guests, if they are, if, if you are somewhere where a guest can see you, you need to be at the top of your game. You need, you need to be like to, Ryan was earlier. Exactly. Yeah. You, you need to be doing eye contact, asking gay to question, smile, and your matter tone. Yeah. Um, easy. Easy. Uh, no, but so you, you need to give a good show, which means if you see trash on the ground, you pick it up and you throw it away. Even if it's not your job, you pick it up. You make sure. Which, by the way, you should do that. Yeah. Anywhere at all times. <laughs> yeah. It has nothing to do with theme parks. Also, don't throw your trash on the ground. That's just a horrible thing. Um, so when I see bad show, which is what I mean, uh, like, you know, cast members leaning up against stuff or, you know, like checking cell phones. Mickey which, Mouse smoking a cigarette while he <laughs> like, scrolls through Tinder. Or, or, you know, like like doors open that aren't supposed to be open. Like simple mm. stuff. But it's like things It's like, oh, I can see backstage from there. It's like I can see a row of, you know, like trash bins and stuff. It's like, oh, that doesn't look anything good. That, anything that could kind of break the magic. Yeah. We're, yeah. I mean, like 99% of the people are going to gloss right over it. But I see that stuff and I'm like, oh, they like yeah. I've, I've literally shut doors and I'm like, this shouldn't be open. Yeah, and it's yeah. like you just because you get in the habit of that kind of stuff. So that that maybe it's kind of like uh, like I, I got a film degree from the University of Texas. And so like I it's hard for me to watch movies and mit, like I pick up on stuff that other people might not like. I love editing. So I'll pick up on editing mistakes. And I'm like, that's they should have done that in, in like that kind of bugs me. Mm -hmm. Same sort of deal. So I, I sort of have that veil a little bit pulled back. Um, and so I when I recognize stuff like that, I get a little upset. So, so you would say that like the. I guess it would be like you look at things with a more critical eye now yeah. because of your experience. And so, yeah, yeah. I can. Understand and so that. when things get lax or like, God, nothing is worse than when you get like when you go on like Jungle Cruise or an attraction that has a guide and they just don't care. Mm. Like, oh, that's the worst. Like, yeah. Jungle Cruise can be such a good attraction if you have a guide who's super into it and is like really energetic and having a good time. Because the thing with a show like that is even if your your audience isn't into it, you have to get them into it or you at least have to make it good where maybe the one or two people who do give a crap will love it. And so you're, you're performing for those two people who care, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And um, but sometimes you'll get on like a guy that's just like clearly burnt out or doesn't want to be there. And it's like, no, that's sort of ruined yeah, that's, the magic. You're not it. being easy. You're being a loser. You're being that's <laughs> late, onerous, uh, sassy. Mm -hmm. uh egregious and rude yes. you know that you don't want to be the opposite of loser you want to be easy you want to be easy not a loser that's smart you should write this stuff so <laughs> so that that's that's sort of my thing uh thank you for the question that's a really good one i didn't really think about that but yeah it's definitely i'll, I'll let you know if i spot any stuff i'm going to disney literally tomorrow mm -hmm. so uh i'll let you know if i spot any any, any bad show while any there. as a matter loser. of fact speaking of horrible show did you see, i mean this it's kind of weird uh -oh. did you see the fire trucks at disney world yesterday you know I didn't. So Magic Kingdom, th again, we're dating this episode. It's November, or excuse me, December 15th. We're recording this. Yesterday. What do you think you got for Christmas? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. either. A trip to Florida. Um, yesterday, there was a small fire at Magic Kingdom. Um, but it was the point where they actually called in the fire departments, and a fire truck rolled down Main Street USA. A legit fire truck followed by two ambulances down Main Street USA. And, and, and the thing was, the fire was put out by a fire extinguisher, but they still rolled a fire truck down Main Street USA. Now, I understand the concern and being like, hey, if, if the castle's on fire, we need to take care of this thing. But the idea of like there was a small fire, it was put out and they still rolled a fire truck down the middle of the street. Talk about bad show. That's the worst show because that 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 sort of crushes that whole you're here, everything's safe. You don't have to worry about beyond these walls. Oh, by the way, here's a fire truck and ambulance. You know, it's like, y y well, yeah, with I, lights and, and sirens I, blaring. I guess, but I, I guess the, conversely, you could look at it as like, look at how seriously they take even the smallest fire. Oh, yeah. No, I get that. Like but, they're doing that for us. But, but the thing is, too, there have been fires at Disney. Like, I guarantee you there's fires at Disney. Yeah. There's also access points all over that park where you can get anywhere in the Magic Kingdom underground and just pop up where you need to. I'm, so I'm, I, I am blown away that they let a fire truck roll down the street. That's, I'm, it's wild. I mean, good on them for being safe. But, I mean, unless something sure. is, like, openly burning, I can't imagine, yeah. you know, having a fire truck roll down the street. Well, I'm, Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm way in the wrong on that, but... No, it's okay. It's fun to be wrong. I'm, uh... <laughs> I'm I'm honestly a little surprised that they don't have their own fire department as a part of the Oh, they do. So okay. so Reedy Creek is the name of basically the 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 plot of land that Disney sits on. Uh but yeah, it's I mean, oh Jesus. But yeah, look, that's oh, good Lord. There's literally a fire truck rolling down Main Street USA yeah, towards the nuts, castle. Though. 
God, it's it's such a and then the two ambulances behind the ambulances it. are alarming for sure. That Which lo- is that like, looks like injury. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if I you, mean, I understand it's preventative. I mean, if you're uh, a precautionary ge- measure, but yeah. if you're a guest and you see fire trucks rolling down the street, you're like, oh my gosh, like something must be horribly wrong. And it's like, oh no, it was a small fire that got put out. And it's like, why would why would you? Uh huh. I don't know. I'm I'm still blown away by that, and hopefully we'll give them more information soon. I mean, this is a month ago at this point if you're listening to this podcast. But anyway. uh, Jack, I'm going to cut in here just to let you. Hey, know. Ben. Uh, it was Lombard Seafood Grill. That, that, was, the, that was the seafood. Speaking restaurant. of things on fire, uh, Lombard Seafood Grill, really great. If you're uh, across from the uh, Fast and the Furious Supercharge, uh, feel free to get some food at Universal. What a Studios. ride that was! What a ride that I love that. Anyway, we'll we'll talk about that one in the future. I'm excited to actually talk about that one in the future. So. All right, so uh, that does it for sort of our Q&A and our, our you know, questions from you. If you have any questions, feel free to leave them over at roosterteeth.com. I love going through and answering questions from you. Uh, but now, every time, every every episode, I ask you, the pass holders, a question, and then you answer them over at roosterteeth.com. I'll randomly select a winner, and we'll mail you a park map autograph by Jeff and I. This is, again, from Not the, one of these. These are our special no, park these maps. Are our, these are our park maps for now. But Unle- uh, I mean, unless well, Ryan wanted us to give a couple away. Well, we'll which, sign you know, a few we'll of see. them. Yeah. We'll sign a few and send out a few. We send one to Ryan. Uh, the previous question I said is, if you could theme any attraction to make it holiday-themed, what attraction would that be? And I said, like, you know, um, Jungle Cruise or... Because we, we had done the, in the Haunted Mansion holiday. And, mm-hmm. like, and so I was like, okay, what would be a good one? And I mentioned, it's like, hey, it'd be kind of cool for Jungle Cruise. Turns out there is a Jungle Cruise holiday reskin called the Jingle Cruise. Oh, yeah. I, I could told you that. No, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. So I thought you knew that. No, I didn't know that one. So yeah, uh, Jingle Cruise. Animation Twins say, I would have to say the Enchanted Tiki Room. It would be so adorable to see the birds within little Christmas hats, plants with wreaths, and maybe making the volcano snow. Oh, little birds with like Christmas hats would be nice. The acting DJ says, I do a holiday overlay of Soren around the world. It'd be really awesome to see holiday celebrations from around the world as you fly over them. Also, instead of ending at Epcot, you end at the North Pole as Santa is taking off for his own trip around the world. Aw. That'd be, that'd be kind of cute, yeah. right? Uh, Shannon413 says, I think the holiday overlay of Walt Disney World's Small World showcasing the different celebrations at this time of year around the world would be cute. And I think they actually do a, like a Christmas version of, of uh, Small World as well. So that'd be kind of cool, though. Yeah, absolutely. Corey Marie, who Corey Marie, she uh, she was on our Incredicoaster episode. She yes. was our interview. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, she said, Very cool. She says, Jeff, first of all, Jeff, I'm holding you to owing me a num num cookie. Anyway, <laughs> so we said we'd, we'd get a num num cookie. Num num cookie. So, Absolutely. Corey, you, we got you. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, and, and she said, answer, sticking with my home, I would love to see Toy Story Midway Mania or Toy Story Mania for you Florida people reskin for Christmas. Wouldn't change the ride much just to see the holiday decor around the toy box would be so cute. I think so as well. Absolutely. And our winner that I randomly selected from everyone who answered over there is from It's a Ska World After All. Fantastic name. I know everyone is saying that Star Wars. Nice try, Bruce Green. We know it's you. (laughs) I know everyone is saying that Star Wars rides should have to do, should have a nod to the holiday special. I would rather have Star Tours reskin as Hoth for the winter and do opening battle in Empire Strikes Back for the actual ride. That would be very, 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 very cool. Quite a few people said the holiday, the holiday episode, the Star Wars holiday special, Life Day or whatever it's called. Yeah, they 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 should reskin for that. And so he came in and said Hoth would be really Hoth would be very cool. So there you go. It's a Ska World after. After all, congratulations! I'll be uh, I'll be reaching out to you via email, and we'll we'll send you a park map soon. I gotta say, dude, that moment when Darth Vader is walking—you first see him in the Hoth base, and he's <sighs> walking through the hallways, the ice hallways—might be the scaredest I have ever been in my life in a theater seat. Really? I was like eight, you know, eighty-three, right? Been- no, no, or eighty one. It would have been eighty. 80, 80, 80 I was like five or six then. Eighty or eighty one, yeah. Uh, and I just remember thinking that was the. He was like, it's like, it's like, it was essentially like Darth Vader's in your house. You know, <laughs> like the scariest person in the universe is in your house. Nice. I remember being terrified. Oh man. That's so good. So good. Anyway, thank you very much. It's a Scott World after all. Congratulations. Appreciate it, Bruce. Now, I've got a question for you, the pass holders out there, to answer over on roosterteeth.com. Uh, this one's courtesy of uh, Mr. Jeff Ramsey today. What is the first piece of merchandise or a souvenir you bought or given at a theme park? So what is, what is your first piece of theme park merchandise you received, either purchased yourself or were given by somebody else? Like maybe it's a like a you know it's a, it's like a, a keychain or something. Or you got your mouse know. ears. Yeah, or yeah. Like is, yeah. let us know what it is if you have anything special. Let us know because we'd love to hear. Jeff, do you have any anything that you can think of? Man, that was your first. When I was a kid, I, I don't know what it would have been. I mean, it probably would have been ears because I've seen a photo of me wearing Mickey Mouse ears from my childhood. Oh my god! But. Uh, also, when I was a kid, I just had Mickey Mouse ears. I was a scrawny <laughs> kid with huge ears. Uh, but I was really into keychains when I was a kid, really? like keychains with your name on it. Okay. And I think it's because I'm a G Jeff, mm. and so uh, 
it was very, very rare that I would ever go anywhere, and there would there would be like the spinny uh, thing with like four thousand oh, yeah. keychains and with Bort. Yeah, and it would be, it would be, yeah, it was like Gilbert, Guilford, Gary, <laughs> Greg, and there was never a Jeff, yeah. and so I was always like desperate to get one of those. There's always a lot of Jackies, not a lot of Jacks. Hmm. Same. Well, I, same. I imagine the Jacks go fast. Yeah, a common name. Kind of. Is it, you think Jack's not a common name? Not really. It's it's not a weird name. It's not like a strange name, but you don't hear it as often as you'd think. Yeah. yeah. You know. It's interesting. I was just reading. Gosh, I don't want to make this podcast go on forever, but I was just reading an article about how a lot of those, like, what you consider to be, like, bog standard, like, American guy names. Or maybe not even American. Just like, like Mark. Mark, Ted, Mike, yeah, Jack, uh, Dwight, Greg, Steve. You know, yeah, yeah. a lot of those names are dying. Really? Because people are not naming kids that anymore. Yeah. yeah. And so those names are just going away. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder how many. Uh, we're, we're at the time now where you're gonna start seeing like Daenerys and like yeah, a lot of like, there's a lot of Khaleesi's out yeah, there. Yeah, a lot of Khaleesi's. Yeah, there really are. Yeah, are unfortunate after you know, name a kid after a cool character and the well, just, show doesn't end too great. It's weird because you just you get it in your head like like Dick and Jane are like when I, if I think of like the two most common names yeah, in my yeah. childhood, it was like fun with Dick and Jane. Dick and Jane was like the proxy name for everything, yeah. and it's like you just you have it in your head from an early age that those are standard. Names. Yeah. My, mo- my mom's name is Janie. Yeah, so, yeah. and uh, and but they don't have to be. The the, the the trends trends go up and down. You know, weird ebb and flow. There was one other Jack in my high school. He was a senior. I was a freshman. That's crazy yeah. to me. That was it. He was a nice guy, which is good. <laughs> I hate I've, for the you know Jacks to be a jerk, but you know. I've only met maybe six G Jeffs in my life. Really? And one of them works here. You know, mm. Jeff Jeff. Oh, that's Yeager. right. Yeah. I am. Which is fun because you always get his email, right? I get a lot of <laughs> get a lot of financial emails for the company. Oh man, a lot of licensing uh, stuff. All right, well we're, we're running off on tangents. We should wrap up this episode again. Thank you everyone for tuning in to Annual Pass. It really does mean the world to us that you're paying attention and listening to our podcast. Uh, please spread the word. This is a brand new year. It's a, this is the year of Annual Pass. I think this is going to be our year. Hopefully, APY. Th- it's going to be uh, it's going to be the the year we can travel again. We can go to a whole lot of parks. We Jeff, you and I have a lot of places to go. 2022 is our yap year. Yeah. Yap year. It's a yap year. It's a year of annual pass. It's the yap year. <laughs> the yap year. It's a yap. Uh, we've got some new merchandise uh, coming in the store, store.roosteeth.com. We have all of our Christmas stuff available as well. Make sure to grab that. We got, we have some new shirts coming that I'm very excited for. They might be out by now. I don't even know at this point. We're, yeah. We record this stuff in advance, but uh, we've got at least one, maybe two more shirts coming. Don't forget Gale Fox's amazing poster as well. Grab that. We have our pin. We have a pin starter kit coming very soon as well. All of that stuff's great. I love, love, love when you guys send us photos of you wearing merchandise in the parks. That, that just, that, it tickles my heart. It makes me so happy. And so thank you again, everyone. Make sure to follow us on annual, on, on annual underscore pass on Twitter and on Instagram as well. We post stuff. Anytime we visit parks, we'll try to post in those as well. So, uh, yeah, go check those out. I have a uh, – before before you say goodbye yes. on this podcast, I have a uh, a question for the audience that's unrelated to – this is just a personal question. Okay. Uh, but I don't think you're going to be able to answer it for me. No offense. Okay. So um, I, I, I told a story earlier in the – earlier this year in this podcast about how uh, we canvassed – uh, Florida looking for tiny towns for my girlfriend. <laughs> oh, yeah, And then yeah. we found out that that's just something they called on Arrested Development. It's yeah, actually yeah. called, like, Department 56. Uh, anyway, I've become, obs- uh, through, through my girlfriend, become obsessed with building the little tiny Christmas village. And I was thinking the other day, there should be a theme park version of this. Yeah. Like, where you can get little, like, you know, ceramic rides. And, and even if they're not, like, real properties, but they're just, like, uh, you know, a stylized version. And I was wondering if something like that exists and if the audience is aware of anything like well, that. Well, I will say Lego has a Magic Kingdom castle. So they have yeah. Cinderella's castle you can buy. Right. How cool would it be if Lego kind of just like said, all right, let's do this. And they started making like, here's a haunted mansion. Here's, you know, here's Pirates of the Caribbean. I think and it like all very cool. But the cool thing is if it was all to the same scale, yeah. where eventually you could just build the whole theme park. Like think about a space mountain mm-hmm. that you could like pull the top off and it has the track inside and stuff. But like, but all to scale where ultimately you could just have a giant version of Magic Kingdom built of Lego. Oh my gosh, you, how awesome would that be? You know what would be cool? I, I would was, spend God, so much money on I gotta, that. I really got to go. I wish we did. Uh, so, okay. I know, we've got a meeting. Um, but what would be cool, I was talking to a dude the other day, uh, not somebody I know, just out in the wild, uh, and he was telling me that he... Uh, he puts together like metal models. Like we have that show role models yeah. uh, uh, that he puts together like Gundams and like Star Trek and stuff. Uh, and he was saying that he has a, he subscribed to this service 
where he's building an enterprise. I think it's an enterprise. I, I apologize to him if I'm getting this wrong, although he doesn't know me, doesn't know anything about this podcast, and will never hear it, so it doesn't ultimately matter. <laughs> uh, but he was, anyway, he was telling me that he subscribed to this service where they send him, uh, like, monthly an amount Okay. Like a, like a portion of it that you put together and because it's very complex and very complicated. Yeah, yeah. And then so every month he gets a little bit closer and then at the end of three years they'll have the whole thing built and it'll be massive and That's it'll cost cool. thousands of dollars. It would be cool if Disney had a service like that. Like we'll send you Magic Kingdom but we'll send you a ride a month. You <laughs> know, and then piece. so you can just like put kind of slowly put it together. Oh man. And then uh, after, you know, a few years you have this huge thing. If, uh, you, if you work at Lego or you work at, at, at merchandise at, at, at Disney World, please make it happen. Yeah, that'd be uh, cool. Cool subscription yeah, service there. Yeah. And I'll, I mean, my, my sister has the castle, so I'll, I'll have to get the castle as well and then start working on Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Oh, man. So thank you again, everyone, for listening to Annual Pass. Uh, again, the, the pass holders are the best community in all of Rooster Teeth. We love you guys so very, very much. Uh, and yeah, it means the world to us. And thank you for all the stuff you've sent in, all the questions, all the comments. It, 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 it makes me so happy reading all the stuff that, that someone's out there listening. So thank you very much. Hope you had a very, very good New Year's. Have and, an easy um, New Year's, not a loser New Year's. There you go. Absolutely. Jeff, do you feel like you learned anything today? Tons. Excellent. You do, do you feel like you learned anything did, today? Maybe about Little Mermaid 2? Absolutely. And, and yeah. Melody, her, her daughter. Melody. And, uh, yeah. Do you remember what easy stands for, Jeff? Yeah. It's uh, E is eye contact. Uh-huh. A is ask a question. Engaging right? questions, close. Yeah. Yes. Uh, S. E-A-S is smile. Uh-huh. And Y. And Y is uh, you're getting paid for this, idiot. Do your job. Nailed it. So thank you very much, everyone. It's been a good episode. I appreciate it. It's, it this, this, I thought this was going to be a short one, and it ended up being kind of long. So we, we kind of rambled a bit. That's okay. It's a podcast. That's what they're meant for. That's right. So, all right, Jeff. Love you very much. Love you too, buddy. I'll see you next time. Love you, pass holders. Stay safe. Be kind to each other, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Ta-ta. Ah, Thank you.